Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in the millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to my channel, and when you feel called, definitely like this video and share it with your friends. And today's episode is very special because we have a psychic medium, Miss Lindy Jewell, joining us from all the way down under, literally at the bottom of the map in Australia, in Victoria, like all the way down there. Um, And I'm so grateful to have her here on the show. So welcome, Lindy, to the show. (laughs) Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. We're very, very grateful to have you because today's um, you know, today's conversation, I really want to dig into your journey as a medium, as a psychic, because I feel like when you say that to people, first of all, sometimes they get scared. Yes, <laughs> like, they do. Can, can she read read my mind right now? You know, what does it mean to be a psychic medium? What does it mean to be energy healer in this day and time to you? Yeah, I think that, well, I think that um, because we all do things differently, it certainly means different things to different people. But I do love having that reaction of people saying, you know, what what do you do? And I, for a very long time, I stayed, you know, in the closet, I would say to people, I do administration. But now I love the reaction and seeing how people react. And it's, it's usually one of two ways where they they're like, really, what do you, how does that work? Or um, they're like, oh, and exactly like you said, like, are you reading my mind? Don't, <laughs> they get a bit panicky. Um, and I've done a lot of really unusual jobs too, where it, they, it kind of doesn't align. Like you would think that there's an assumption that people that do this kind of work are, you know, very uh, spiritual and immersed in all the organic things and all of the things. But I've been things like um, an Aussie rules football coach. I've been a, fi- a volunteer firefighter for a long time. I've done a lot of things that don't really, you know, logically don't match up, but really um, ev- everything's enhanced by us using our intuition some way or another. And that's, um, I just do that for a job. That's incredible. Yeah. Cause I definitely wouldn't have guessed you were a football coach or a firefighter. <laughs> that's pretty intense. So, you know, when you're thinking about how to marry the worlds of of the work world and the metaphysical world, the intuitive part you just mentioned is is critical. So what does that look like for you? And, and how do you guide others in tapping into that intuition as they do some of that work? Yeah, well, because I work very strongly with the combination of uh, the psychic medium and the energy clearing or energy healing, I think that it's um, important, like for me, obviously being the person kind of guiding or, or encouraging or, or um, assisting someone with letting stuff go to break through barriers, um, that intuition uh, aspect is, it just can't be ignored. It's something that that I think I genuinely believe that we are all intuitive in some way or another. It's just how we implement it and what we do that is the, the, um, the missing piece sometimes. And I love, it's an absolute honour for me to kind of hold someone's hand and walk them through the process of them connecting in with their magic. So it doesn't mean that the people I work with are going on to be psychic mediums, but it might mean that 
Um, for example, there was a company I worked with and they did um, laser cutting of sheet metal and uh, the business was looking wobbly and, and through some intuitive stuff. And now I don't know a lot about that industry, but through the intuitive things that came through, they were able to go, oh, that makes sense. That's a block. I can move this. And now it's very successful. So it's not always that only you know, aligned industries or aligned energy can be impacted positively by this work. There's, there's people everywhere that can, that can, um, you know, benefit from it. And I love that. Oh, like that, this powerful, because I, I don't think anyone would have guessed that a company that cuts sheet metal would hire a psychic medium to support them in their operations. So can you yeah. give us a breakdown of what that even looked like? How did that even come about? And then who did you work with in the organization? Yeah, so that was um, actually through a friend of mine. So uh, it was a, they were going through a very stressful time and they needed someone to, um, the, the receptionist was unwell and they needed someone to sit in the office. And I was at the beginning of my business then. And I said, sure, I've got time. I can sit in your office and answer the phones and while doing my work on the side. And I said to them, I'd been there for a few days and I could just feel the tension in the air and the stress that was oozing out of everybody. I said, would you like me to come back after hours and just sit and do a session with the business, the building, the owners? Um, the owners weren't there, but I can tune in um, in you know distance, so it wasn't any problem. And uh, yeah, I got a lot of really um, interesting information. And the thing is that also happens is often the work that I do is confirming stuff for people. So there's some very slight changes that they were they were thinking of making, but not now. And should we do it? It's going to cost this. Is it worth it? And to get the confirmation that was coming through about uh, what was going to work and what wasn't was just enough to put them on the front foot instead of in this panic kind of defensive mode business-wise and it created a beautiful amount of flow and they're flourishing now which is just lovely. Wow so this this really intrigues me because the opportunity started as you just volunteering to support someone in administrative function mm. which 100% wouldn't be necessarily where you expect this like medium work to come from. Yet at the end of the day, this is what is so beautiful about our path as metaphysicians is that we can lead, we can inspire, and we can shift and transform from where we are. And this is what I love so much about this meta business work is that people feel like they need to be the CEO or the leader to make changes when in reality, you can make changes from wherever you are. Luckily, this happened to just be an opportunity where you really could have impact at the highest level, but anyone could do this. And then by tuning in, you you really put yourself out there, like saying, I really could support you with the business by affirming things for you. And I feel like so often in business, the what holds us back is our own doubt. And it's not yes. that we don't know what to do. It's not that we don't have the skills to fucking do it. It just seems like we don't have the courage, the yes, I can do this energy to actually see it through. And yeah. by you know, with your what's in your power. And in your presence and with your 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 conviction and, and your divinity and your and your authenticity, you were able to allow someone to see that in themselves and ultimately in their business. Yeah, absolutely. It just breaks down those barriers of doubt. Doubt is going to get us every time. So to 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 start breaking through that with people, I think is just the most gorgeous gift you can give them. And I, and it's work that just lights me up. I absolutely love it. And it doesn't matter. I've worked with I've worked with CEOs in businesses, but they're they're kind of harder to get to because there's this. And I I do feel sorry for a lot of them. There's this pressure that they should know and they should do and they should. And this word should comes up a lot around people that are at the top of an organization when really the reaching out for support 
and guidance and you know it's not being told how to do something it genuinely is being guided and assisted and I think that there's an enormous amount of value in that for people that they that a lot of people are missing but there's more and more people opening up to that and I absolutely love it me too me too because I feel the same that people are opening up to opportunities to be more of themselves and bring more of themselves to the workplace and and, and big shout out to the shutdown to it. I really feel like everyone's like, oh, everything's changed since the shutdown. And for the good, in my view, <laughs> now people see all the shit that was hiding under the rug before. You know, everything just got exposed and we all need support in all that we do. And I love that you brought up this idea of, of leaders feeling like they should know everything. And this mm. is, you know, essentially the work of the ego. And we all struggle with this. And, and I went to, I'm not sure if you know my background, I went to Harvard Business School. And very much we are trained to show up and be problem solvers and know the answer on the spot. Like this yeah. is our training on a day-to-day basis. When we get a case, we have to solve the problem by the end of the class. <laughs> and we have to know, even if we don't really know, we have to you know speak to it as best as we can in the class to get the grade. And this is um, very much how people operate in, in leadership roles. It's like they come with the problem. We have to know the answer. I should know the answer. And if I don't, am I failing? Am I a failure? And then they start to internalize this. And this is where the work of the healing comes in. So I, yeah. I'd love to know a little bit more about, about your own personal journey and uncovering your gifts. Because so many people have different ways of expression and you chose the psychic medium route. So when did that start to kind of manifest for you? And then also, how do you sort of nurture it? Yeah, so it was certainly something that I fought for a long time, I've got to say. I was aware of being, well, it, when you're little, you're not aware that you're different. You think your world is everything because you don't understand. So there was, I look back and think there was lots of strange things that I was doing that others, you know, now make sense that I was doing different things. And I kind of shut things down as people do when they don't understand stuff in the teen years. And then in my, you know, late teens, early twenties, there was stuff going on that made me um, very aware that I had some sort of skill, but I didn't understand it at all. And it was before the days of Google. So I couldn't just look it up and I wasn't, my, none of my family are into this stuff at all. So there was no one I could really go to, to seek support or help me understand it. So it was a process of doing a whole lot of little courses and classes and one thing leading to the next thing, leading to the next thing that developed what I already had. Um, But again, I do honestly believe that everybody is psychic. It's just whether or not you want to, um, you know, expand that. And this expansion for me just happened like snowball effect. It was just one thing after another that kept going. But again, uh, you know, I had children that were young. We were renovating. We were pretty much rebuilding a house. There was a lot of financial stress. So the thought of stepping into anything like this, it just didn't make sense to me how I could possibly earn an income from it, to be honest. So then to, to um, you know, working pretty much full-time while raising two little kids and, you know, doing the family thing. And uh, so administration was my jam. I just did admin things and whatever fitted in with the kids. And then it got to the point where, the jobs that I had, and and again, you know, you said about being grateful for the shutdowns. I had a situation where I was I was at this employment that I thought I was going to be at till the end of time. I really enjoyed it. it was, I was good at it, blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, um, that my colleagues, a couple of colleagues obviously went through some stuff and just turned on me and this horrific bullying situation that just kind of forced me out of that job. And I look back now, and, and think I'm so grateful for that because I would still be selling, you know, the doing the admin for that sales department there. So 
um, if had I not gone through that that shit experience. So there's you know there's always value in in stuff like that. It just sometimes takes a long time to find it. So, but that led to a series of other admin jobs that just weren't working. And previously they'd always fallen into a job that was the right thing at the right time and done well and all the things, and it just wasn't working that way. So it ended up being this level of frustration that made me kind of think, fuck it, I'm just going to go out on my own and see how I go. So because I had been working, um, yeah, I had been working weekends doing my my work, my my sole purpose, um, and it had been getting busier and busier just through word of mouth and nothing nothing else. So, um, you know, and then it evolved to the point where, yes, I could do it full time. And now I've got, um, I've created decks of Oracle cards that came through in a really funny way. And the, the, the really the difference was me putting myself in a position where I was willing to be myself in this world. I felt like there was an expectation that I had to not drink and eat organic food and dress in a certain way and be this kind of person. And as soon as I stepped away from that and actually started being true to who I am, which is a bit of a bourbon drinking, swearing weirdo, I was fine. I flourished. Off we went. <laughs> I love it. And I love too that you brought up the Oracle cards because I definitely want to get into that too. And yeah. but most importantly, I just want to acknowledge what you were sharing about embracing who you are. Like, I think a lot of people go through that as we're going on the spiritual journey, look around us. And for me, especially, I'm seeing like a Deepak Chopra or a Sadhguru or, you know, these sages or these yogis. And I'm thinking that spirituality is this austere austerity practice. And yes. I went that as a yoga, I went through yoga teacher training. I went through Tai Chi master training. There is a lot of uh, austerity practice and, and sacrificing and and really do the stripping away to receive, which I understand as well. And we go through that. But then there also comes a time when we fall back into ourselves or we come back to our being and remember who we are. And it, and it looks like different things for different people. So I love that you're able to acknowledge that you're a bourbon drinking weirdo. Like I think that that's <laughs> you. <laughs> but that is just who you are and where you are right now. And that may change next year and it may change next month, you know, yeah. but that's hard. And I would love for you to talk about the Oracle cards because I love, so when I started my journey, um, I used to look at Oracle cards and tarot decks. It's just like so mysterious and, and so almost scary, um, like a Ouija board, you know? And now I have like three different, that's not even a lot compared to some people, but I have like three different Oracle decks. I have like two different tarot decks and I, and, and I engage with them, you know, when I feel comfortable doing so. But really would love to explore, you know, what got you into this Oracle deck creation and and also what it means to you to to utilize this tool in your metaphysical practice. Yeah, well, I, I had a very similar experience to you in that I, someone suggested when I first started kind of reaching out and and um, as I said, growing my my or expanding my intuition, someone said to me, you need to get Oracle card decks. And so I went and bought one. And it sat in the wrapper for 18 months. I couldn't touch it. I couldn't look at it. I was very uncomfortable, not for any reason at all, except I just didn't know what to do with it. And then I finally plucked up the courage to open it up and read it and, um, you know, draw cards and do the things. And um, and it just was, it was too fluffy. It was just like this complicated, like I had to already be, you know, able to interpret the messages. And it was all very complicated. Uh, and then I gathered up other decks over time and went, you know what, sometimes I just want thing that's something that's straight to the fucking point because that's how I work. There's no fluff. There's no bullshit. It's just straight to the point. Let's sort this shit out. And let's keep going. So 
I was, um, and I, I, you know, like I'm not your, your usual fluffy hippie kind of person. I was um, br- brush cutting, which is like, um, I think you call them weed whackers, but with the blade on, like it's pretty full on physical work in my backyard. And um, the, this, this down, I got this download about this frustration that I feel quite, well, was feeling quite often around all this metaphysical world kind of stuff, that it is complicated and it is a little, it, it was feeling a little bit elitist to me. So that people who were new to it, felt like oh it's all scary and I've got to be something to allow be allowed in or receive anything and I went no we really need to dumb this shit down to the point where it's fun because that's the every time I tune in that's what my angels and guides are that I tune into or whatever whatever the fuck you believe in it's all about the fun it's all about the vibrancy it's all about the connection and they are sweary and they are you know wanting people to move forward without the complication so when I got the um, intuitive download about this deck honestly I was I was whippersnipping away sweating buckets because it was hot and just went oh my, I've got to put this thing down so I, I put just put the whippersnipper where it was walked up to the house and started typing out the um, the titles of the cards that had been dropped in and I was giggling while I was writing the titles and then um, the booklet information that came through as well, giggling while I was doing all that. And even now I draw cards and go, I can't believe I wrote that. Like, it doesn't feel like, like it's de- very definitely my vibe, but I forget what I wrote because it was all a bit of a download situation. But getting the information and, and creating the actual words and the and the messages was super easy. Getting them printed was one of those things that was um it kind of fell into place, but it's a very, it was completely out of my comfort zone. I had no idea. I'm not a creative person visually. So I had to, um, but my assistant at the time was able to, you know, create these beautiful, colorful things. And I, I'm one of those people that visually knows what I don't like. I'm not very good at telling you what I want. So <laughs> it was quite the process getting that right. And then one of my clients happened to be a printer who, who organized get, getting the first few decks printed and there was absolutely a sense of panic because there was nothing on the market in Australia particularly like it that was just brutally honest. And so that's why I called the first deck the fucking honest oracle cards because that's what they are. So, um, and it and it was just a beautiful process to get them out in the world and let, and, and the feedback I get from, you know, people saying, oh, we had a family event and we got them out and, you know, 86-year-old Uncle Eric loved the blah card who would never have touched any of this stuff. So I think it's a nice introduction, a fun and, and um, you know, gentle introduction to people for people into the woo-woo world, and I love that. I think everyone can benefit from it, so why not make it easy? Mm, honestly, you like that just touched my heart, for real. Because oh. I, my motto, and I've really started to embody this motto from my one of my mentors in my metaphysical journey, my spiritual journey in this day and time is play, fun, and love. I do not have enough of that in my life. So right now in this season, it's all about cultivating more playful moments, more fun moments, and more loving moments for myself, for my family, and my business. And for you to say that you got the download, that I am here to make metaphysical tools and experiences approachable, simple, fun, and fucking honest is brilliant. It really is. And that people can take them out and play with them as a family. I never would have conceived that before. And now I can totally see it. But I'm always thinking I got to have like my crystals and my Palo Santo and the sacred space, (laughs) you know, for my clients. We're excellent at complicating shit, aren't we? (laughs) Period. Period. Like, should I say my prayers over them and I connect to the divine and all of this, this, that, that. 
and not even wanting to acknowledge that it's just in our very being and essence where we are connected and our and our honest and our fucking honest being in in connecting that's really authentic and real and so i i love that so much <laughs> yeah and that was something that very early on i, I was connecting to this honesty and and you know we all have so many gorgeous mentors along the way and i think it's really important for people to remember that sometimes your mentors are there to teach you how to do stuff but sometimes they're also there to teach you how to not do stuff like you might look at the way they do something and going i love this that you've taught me this element but that's not my jam and that's okay for us to go mm, not for me so one gorgeous mentor i had who really was incredible at expanding my mediumship shift she is absolutely genius but she was very much, oh, you can't swear it lowers your vibration. And and at the, the time I was doing medium work and, and thinking, well, they, as in people on the other side, the, the past people, are swearing to, you know, um, you know, reiterate a point or to say they're not going to, the person that I'm working with who's connecting to their dead people is not going to listen until you say, for fuck's sake, you know, get this bloody thing done or whatever the, the conversation, because they're not, if the person that was alive was here, and was a swearer, they get to the other side. It's not like, you know, they've still got that essence of them. So that people like are, were much better at connecting with the message. So, oh, yeah, that's something that, that you know, you know that Nan would say or, or you know, my brother would say. Um, so that that stepping away from other people's rules i think is important as well and it's and it's a it's a very brave kind of thing to do i think and i'm not saying that from my perspective but when i look when i encourage others to do the same i'm always really impressed when i go yes you listened to what i said and then you interpreted it your way and you did it your way i don't want to i don't want to teach people or or um assist people in a way that I, I my favorite saying is run this shit through your own filter because it's really important that we resonate it in as individual resonate with it as individuals rather than just accepting what someone says if you resonate with them. Very, very different things. Oh, please repeat that. And I will do it before you. So you have Thank to you. resonate with you as an individual like this is a learning yes. that we all have to start to embody because i too swear a lot and i too <laughs> am you know non-traditional in my uh, projection of myself out into the world um i post sexy pictures and i am off like i'm toasting champagne and i'm wearing simply <laughs> clad clothes and I'm just, I'm a sex kitten. Like, that's part of who I am. So I have to embrace and embody that as well. But before, I would hide that part of myself because mm. I didn't, that was spiritual. Like, I, when I was doing my Tai Chi practice, I used to wear, like, oversized pants and, like, big baggy t-shirts. And that doesn't feel feminine to me, nor does that feel authentic, no. nor is being sexy. So I really had to start to evaluate myself. Like you said, some mentors teach us things that are really great for us. And other things don't align to hide my body really felt misaligned with who I am as a woman. So I had to reevaluate that very simply to how you had to reevaluate how you speak. I really had to reevaluate how I show up because I want to make sure that I'm resonating with my own self and with my being, which actually makes me the gives me the power that I have to be able to inspire yes. other people, to teach other people to to embody the greatness that is this divine nature. And so I'm so grateful that you that you lifted that up. Yeah. And I think that, look, there's so many, it's easy to, um, and we, we can do it, particularly when we're uncertain, when there's self-doubt kicking around, 
we try we look at someone who's doing something well and that we we appreciate them and, and we you know enjoy what they do and we can kind of align ourselves a little bit too closely with that but like you said flourishing in your own way like your femininity just pouring out of you I think is absolutely that is divine it's gorgeous and it will line up with people who need that and I think that we forget too that that your feminine your feminine approach and your your sexuality being out there and open and gorgeous will align with someone for a certain point of for a certain amount of time and then they will grow in a different direction and perhaps you will as well and and that's what we're here for. We are here to help each other grow in so many different ways. It just it's not always a way we consciously or logically think it will happen. We really have to be open to the way that the energy just flows and expand that at every opportunity and grasp, you know, the 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 learnings and the and the guidance as we can as we go. I love that you said that because everything is in a time and in a season. Because there was no yeah. way. You know, I started this uh, business three years ago, November 2020, and, you know, coming up on my anniversary, because it's my birthday month, so that's why I remember. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I I never, I never would have guessed that I would be in this space talking about, you know, sexuality and the feminine nature and being so sexy and things like this. I never would have guessed that because that's just not where I was then, and to your point. That likely may not be where I am three years from now, yet it's part of my soul's journey and discovering myself. And I unlocked this when I started to explore, you know, my my father wounds, my mother wounds, and how growing up, you know, in the Catholic church, I was in a very, you know, puritanical environment where I had a promise ring that I'd never have sex till I got married. And, you know, we never talked about sex. I remember getting punished when I, when my, I found out I had a boyfriend and we were exploring those things. And, you know, so it really was this punishing energy that I had around my body, around my mm-hmm. the expression of my body and, and set, put it just be blunt. And so yeah. the at my age and still feeling that 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 punishing energy, it really had to be healed for me to, to move on along my journey of attracting my divine mate and living in my divine purpose. So that's why it looks like this for me. And, you know, you acknowledge it and I just want to continue to lift it up that it's going to look like different things for different people and people are going to be attracted to different things at different times to guide them on their journey. So, yes, that that me. And I think that's enormous, like that, that talking about that guilt and shame and fear and stuff that that to me is all heavy bullshit energy that we do not need. And it's kind of and it and it very much um, keeps us dulled down. So I think there's a lot of, um, which is why I love helping people move from their past experiences. So I, I refer to it as an energetic hangover when someone goes through something, like you said, your your mother wounds, your father wounds, your childhood experiences with religion or whatever, anything in life that, the you know, we might step out of it logically. We might deal with it mentally and emotionally as much as we can, but energetically there's a little bit of that shit left laying around and impacting us. So clearing that away is something that I think people Yes, you can do it on your own, absolutely. But I think let's let's speed that shit up. So people working in this industry are absolutely capable of helping others move through that and be the best version of themselves, the lightest, brightest version of themselves. Doesn't mean always constantly happy, but in alignment with their own energy, their own purpose, their own momentum and direction. And honestly, the the, the whole the ripple effect, the positive ripple ripple effect of that work, and that you know the person 
you know, receiving the energy and doing the work themselves and the person, you know, offering the work, I think it's such a beautiful flow and connection that just improves everything everywhere. And it's, it's a lovely, lovely part of to, you know, to be part of that, I think is an absolute honor. Absolutely. And, and to be part of the collective journey in that work too, is an yes. honor as well, yeah. because as we do this, like one-on-one healing work, soul work with people, it's not just healing that person. I mean, I'm sure you know, but just to reiterate it for listeners and viewers, you know, we're healing the generations before that individual and a generation, yes. the lineage of that of that person too. So the yeah. descendant and the ascendant. And and so in doing that work, it's healing the collective. And that's why this psychic medium work is the energy healing work is so important in this day and time because it's collective work. It's humanity work. It's humanitarian work. Yeah, absolutely. And I get such a thrill at mentoring other people coming through doing this work as well and letting them, you know, flourish into their own space doing it because then I I think, well, if I've trained, like, I don't know how many I've I've worked with now, but um, every one of those people that I've worked with is going to get to people that that I couldn't or that people that don't resonate with me but will resonate with them. And the, the effect of that ongoing is quite significant as well. So there's always growth and opportunity and um you know, movement to be made in this space for people who want it. And I just love that everyone's becoming more aware of it, of the value of it and taking it up and and being willing to kind of say, well, fuck this, I'm sick of living this, you know, not necessarily burning your life down and starting again, but genuinely making progress in their life one way or another. And, and you know, it's a joy to be part of. Yes, yes. I, and I want to uh, just continue to lift that up, that part of not having to burn the shit down to rebuild. Yes. Um I did that, okay, and it was, it's not fun, you know, to run away from your problems and, or, or to throw it all away and kind of move on, it, it's literally just going to take you twice as long to rebuild, so it's really about taking very intentional, uh, it also very sequenced steps in the direction where you want to go. It's really about sitting first with yourself and knowing, okay, I, I, I want better for my life and asking God, asking yourself, what do I need to do to get there? And, and don't give up, you know, because that burning down is really a, still a lot more of that destructive energy. So it's recycling mm. of where you are already and it's not going to get you to where you want to go. So I'm so grateful yeah. that you lifted that up. And it's and it's a it's a very um I think that's probably not something that's talked about a lot, but to to run away or burn things down or change everything enormously is an element of you not really owning your shit. And I think sometimes you've got to reflect and be super honest with yourself about what are you bringing to this. The common denominator in whatever shit is going wrong in your life, and you know, in a consistent kind of loopy pattern, are you? You are the, the common denominator. So what are you doing to genuinely change where you're at and what you're doing? to step away from the anxiety or the stress or the overthinking or whatever it is. And it's not, you can't just turn that shit off. It needs work to understand how you can eliminate it or dial it down or live with it or create a space where you can still be moving forward and having those elements of you still there. You, We want you to grow and evolve. We don't want you to, you know, shed everything and become something else. Uh, so I think that owning your shit is quite important. Period. And and I know we have to kind of bring this to a, a wrap. So I want to start to ask, you know, what 
offerings do you have for people, if any at all, right now? And then how can people get in touch with you and learn more about your oracle cards and your um in your psychic medium work energy healing yeah fantastic well i'm very excited to say i've got nearly 20 um stockists of my oracle cards over in the states and canada now which is a very big 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 thing for for a you know a very small business in melbourne um so but you can get them on my website too so to 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 not have to deal with the ridiculous postage fees i recommend you go to one of the stockists in america uh but they're available on my website i offer sessions as well online and in person so people can can organize those uh online as well and uh, I'm open for mentoring and sometimes I run courses and classes online too. So there's lots of ways. And then at 7.30am Melbourne time, um, I every morning, every weekday morning run a little, I call it a love from Lindy, where it's just a little pep up for people, just a little opportunity for them to tune in and grab a little bit of, um, it, you know, usually brutally honest, <laughs> but often shit people need to hear, um, you know, a bit of a, a start to the day that offers that energetic realignment and that recognition where they go, yeah, that's right. And just lights, lights people up and sends them on their way. So I love doing those sort of things as well. That's beautiful. And can you give us your website address? Yeah, sure. So it's Lindy Jewel, but it's L-Y-N-D-Y. And Jewel is J-E-W-E-L-L.com.au. And uh, everything you need to know about me is on there. And I've obviously got Insta and Facebook and TikTok as well. Nice. Okay, cool. We'll definitely have all that in the show notes. And thank I you. just want to thank you so much for your time and for your your quirkiness, your authenticity, your honesty. This was definitely just a beautiful conversation. So thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Erin. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks to all the listeners that tuned in. Yes. And for all of those that want to follow the Meta Business Millennial Podcast, we're on Instagram or on YouTube at I am Erin Patton, also at the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. Again, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this if you feel called. We very much appreciate you making it all the way to the end. We love you so much. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored, and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.